1: does festivus have a set date well according to the seinfeld orthodoxy it is um december 23rd but that holiday was just added for that date was added for the tv show in fact um festivus can happen and even in the o'keefe household it happens whenever the kind of body, the, the the you know, the body between us, the you know, the social body feels that it needs a holiday in which it can express its grievances.
2: To wrap up the holiday season here at Something Offbeat, we've decided to go all in on Festivus, from the airing of grievances to the aluminum pole in the crawl space, but probably not doing the feats of strength.
3: We'll see. If any of our listeners haven't heard of Festivus before, here's a quick background. Seinfeld writer Dan O'Keefe's family started celebrating the holiday in the 1960s, and it was made popular in a 1997 episode of the sitcom called The Strike.
2: And we are big fans of Seinfeld here at Something Offbeat. If you've been listening, you've probably heard us make references to the show before.
3: And Festivus is pretty much the most offbeat holiday out there. So we thought it would only be appropriate for us to pay our respects this year.
2: I sat down with Alan Salkin, the author of Festivus, the Holiday for the Rest of Us, to dive deep into this annual event that has grown from really a secondary plot line in an otherwise unremarkable Seinfeld episode to a beloved tradition over the past 26 years.
3: Salkin is a journalist and critic whose work has been published in the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, Vanity Fair, and the Hollywood Reporter.
2: You know, before we get started, d- tell me about the book. I, I was not aware that anyone had actually written a book on Festivus.
1: Uh, well, h- How long? There's actually a, a weird history. My book came out in 2005. Uh, I wrote a, a story for the New York Times about the fact that people were actually celebrating Festivus outside of Seinfeld. It had become a holiday, a sort of smart-ass, you know, hipster holiday. And... That story was number one on the most emailed list for a while, and so I wrote a book, and I got Jerry Stiller from Seinfeld to write the uh, forward to it. At the same time, in, the, in that, that year, I had interviewed a guy who had written for Seinfeld and whose family had celebrated Festivus. He, he wrote a rival book that Jason Alexander wrote the foreword to called the real Festivus because his family, he had tapes of his family celebrating it in the seventies. So the,
2: the origins of Festivus go back, I guess, to this writer with Seinfeld. Tell me about that.
1: Well, Dan O'Keefe would like to believe that his father, Daniel O'Keefe, quote unquote, invented Festivus, but actually his father wrote a, a very interesting book called stolen, Lightning, which was about um, ancient ritual and how it transmogrifies through the ages. And this is he was an editor at Reader's Digest, his father, and, and a sort of scholar. And actually, the word festivus dates to ancient Rome. Uh, it's a Latin word that refers to the way the common people will misbehave on official religious holidays. For instance, Mardi Gras-like behavior, throwing beads at women is... Festivus-like behavior because it actually is connected to the Catholic holidays. So, um, but Dan O'Keefe was a writer for Seinfeld, and he mentioned that his family had this weird holiday during the final season of Seinfeld. Larry David was not writing in the writer's room at that point. He only came back the final season to write the last episode. And the Seinfeld writers loved the idea, and they sort of interpreted uh, the O'Keefe Festivus for Seinfeld. Do you have a favorite element, of Festivus? Definitely the airing of grievances. You know, this year I was thinking about my main grievance, which is, you know, there's a lot going wrong in the world, but, uh, and a lot going right. And the things that, that I'm really want to air my grievances about is that journalists won't write enough articles about the new books network. It's the biggest thing in podcasting, uh, that nobody pays attention to. And, um, I'm a, you know, I, I, host new books and food on there, but it's an amazing podcast network that, uh, has interviews with all kinds of academics and stuff. And, uh, that's my, I know I'm just, I'm mad at journalism. That's my grievance.
3: Airing of grievances, it's one of the key elements of Festivus, and it's usually everyone's favorite. Since no Festivus celebration would be complete without it, we've got to air ours. I'll go first. After a full season of holiday shopping in the city, I am really angry at people for their shopping cart etiquette. It takes less than five minutes to put a cart back in the stall or bring it inside, and people are always just abandoning them everywhere. Mike, I hate it. I actually will go through the parking lot and collect all of the carts if I have time just because it makes me so annoyed. Like, I don't
2: want them to hit my car. Exactly. And And, that's pretty hardcore, though, I have to tell you. But I am in total agreement (laughs) because you're right. Those unattended cards, they usually roll right into the side of my car. Exactly. My my grievance today, because I have many, it has to do with the drive to the store. Mm -hmm. Let's say I'm driving along and there's someone in the lane next to me, and I can see that they want to get over into my lane. So, nice guy that I am, I slow down to let them slide in front of me. It's just a little gift from me to you. You don't even have to thank me. Just pull on over and keep driving. And and who knows, maybe pay it forward at some point by letting someone cut in front of you. But you know what you don't do? Don't try to out-polite me by slowing down yourself. Because when you do that, what I'm going to do is slow down even more. I will come to a complete stop in the middle of the road if I have to. That you are going to accept my gift. I got a lot of problems with you people
3: i love that and i love that in texas you guys are trying to out polite each other
2: right you'd you'd think we were canada down here
3: (laughs) that felt good didn't it
2: it did it really did and but don't even get me started on parking etiquette
3: oh man we could go all day i love an airing of grievances but we should get on with your interview because it's probably more interesting than me complaining
2: I got a lot of problems with you people and now you're going to hear about them that's it you jerry stiller you mentioned he wrote the foreword to your book did did he share any uh any stories with you any festivus wisdom
1: well when we when the book came out uh we did a few appearances together um i had to sort of my jerry stiller a couple years when i was with him a lot doing festivus stuff and he sort of adopted this character called professor Professor von festivus which is the sort of um, German based, uh, gentleman. And he, he just wanted to communicate that Festivus had ancient origins and was created by the gods. And, um, you know, I could even just randomly go into his, his, uh, forward in the ancient days when gods played their own games and had their own celebrations, tossing lightning bolts between mountaintops, hurtling great boulders, Festivus came out of that It's a holiday that celebrates being alive at a time when it was hard to be alive. There was no Christ yet, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I think we may be living in another time when it's hard to be alive, which is now why I say Festivus now more than ever.
2: Are there any other holidays out there like Festivus that are kind of
1: sort of borderline made up? You're leading me because you know they're all made up, of course. And there's no reason to believe that Festivus is any different. In fact, what is the god of now for many people? It's the television, it's the screen. Do you personally celebrate Festivus? You know, I'm I'm filming myself right now because I'm I've decided it's time for um to to think about that question more deeply, uh, and I'm I want to do something a Festivus movie, Festivus the movie for the rest of us, and um I guess I'm announcing it here on your show. Um, the motive is pure; it's a protest to, against, it against the, the commercialism day. of Christmas. That's right. And and I, honestly, I, I have noticed that that even my effort to make a Festivus movie, which has been going on for 15 years, always seems to be foiled. And there is something about Festivus that seems, because it sort of arises out of pop culture and is a sort of natural, non-religious holiday, that it refuses to be commodified. No one has actually made a million dollars off of Festivus yet, except for the people who wrote the episode for Seinfeld.
2: Oh, the aluminum pole manufacturers, perhaps.
3: So another element of Festivus is, of course, the Festivus pole.
2: That's right, a plain aluminum pole meant to symbolize the anti-commercialist nature of the holiday.
3: As Frank Costanza, Jerry Stiller explained, requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Mike, do you like to decorate for the holidays?
2: That was one of the best lines of that episode, by the way. I find pencil distracting. Uh, No, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I mean, as far as the decorating goes, it looks nice when you finish. I'll admit that, but it is a lot of work. Luckily, I am married to the Christmas queen who loves to decorate, and so she just takes over most of the job.
3: Yeah, I I like to have decorations up, but they bum me out so much after Christmas that I usually don't put much up. Um, and I unfortunately don't have an aluminum pole. But I do have this Festivus bag that my friend got me once Like she put my holiday presents in it. And I actually do put that on display during the holidays. So I guess I celebrate Festivus.
2: Really? A, a Festivus bag? What's on that?
3: Yes. Uh, there's just like pictures of the cast of Seinfeld and it says Festivus. It's cute. That's Shout out very to Carly cool.
2: I'd love to it. have one of those. That's a Christmas gift idea for me next year.
3: Nice. Anybody listening, we can send Mike Festivus bags.
1: Well, there there are, you know, there's a Wagner Industries in, in Milwaukee, which is a very Festivus-like town, has been producing a Festivus pole for years. And they used to send me some every year, but I don't think those guys made a million dollars. I think they do it out of the goodness of their hearts to spread Festivus bitterness throughout America. Do you have a, an aluminum pole in your house? Um, I, I found, you know, I, I'm, although while I'm just out of a relationship, I have found that the problem with aluminum poles is that they attract strippers. And so everybody I've ever dated has forbidden me from keeping the pole. I, I, the, the truth of the truth. The true answer is for years I did have a festivist pole. I moved from New York to L.A. and the, the pole didn't come with me. There's no crawl pole in my crawl space.
2: Now, the feats of strength are a festivist tradition too, and that one's gonna be a little harder for us to do, Lauren.
3: Agreed, and you know, I don't actually feel like fighting you. Uh, We're also across the country from each other right now, so that might be a little logistically difficult. But I thought we could share maybe our greatest feats of strength from this year. Mine was moving into a new apartment and realizing that I have way too many books. Really upsetting to have to carry those down four flights of stairs and then back up two flights of stairs
2: moving does require a lot of upper body strength so i'm impressed yeah. i'm impressed mine I, is not as impressive there was uh, back during the summer there were a couple of days that the the elevators were broken in the building and I had to climb five whole flights of stairs every day to get up into the office and that's it that that's that's all i can come up with i'm pathetic i know
3: you're not that's impressive you start work very early in the morning that's true. Like, is it like 4 or 5 in the morning?
2: Oh, I wish. No, I, I was climbing five flights of stairs at about 2.30 in the morning, so.
3: That's impressive. That would that would kick my butt, for sure. You also asked Salkin about other lesser-known traditions related to Festivus.
2: Is, is there a traditional Festivus food? I've always
1: wondered, because that was not mentioned in the show. Well, there is a little bit mentioned, actually, because there is a dinner on the show. And actually, interestingly, at that table is Tracy Letts, who is a sort of bit player who turns out to now be a Pulitzer Prize winning um, playwright and important. So there's another miracle of Festivus. But I think they serve. It's not said what it's served, but it looks like some kind of very, very flat lasagna. Um, but in my book, we actually do have have re- uh, recipes, including for the Festivus, the Festivus Salami, which is basically a pole. You know, it's a it's a we call it a, a pole stuffed uh, salami, you no, know, salami stuffed pole. And so and there's all kinds of things. There's shrimp impaled on Festivus poles and, you know, junior mints are arguably a festivist food because they're a Seinfeld food. How has it endured over the years? Could have just been a, another plot device.
2: On, on Seinfeld, but it is just stuck in the public consciousness.
1: When I interviewed Dan O'Keefe, the this, this senior, um, and I told him that people were actually celebrating the holiday in the real world, he kind of marveled and said, "I have we accidentally invented a real holiday? Um... I think because it has some really classic elements, you know, it, it, there's a truth to it and a reality to it. And when people saw it on Seinfeld, and people are still watching the show, I, for your listeners who are under the age of six, uh, Seinfeld was a popular sitcom that was on uh, in the 1990s on a, tele, a broadcast television network that came in your living room. And um, so I, I think people saw it. They, they connected with the airing of grievances, the feats of strength, and of course the festivist Poll. Um, which is the unadorned, you know, uh, length of uh, aluminum without tinsel, and I, I think the, I think it endures because it makes sense to people because it's a way to come together around a joke. How long will the joke endure then? Is this everything's got a shelf life? You know, all of our holidays are really based. You know, this isn't even sacrilegious to say this, right? There's, there's basically they are. Um, they are solstice holidays, right? There's the winter solstice, which comes around the time of Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and everything else and Christmaka. and um, there's Easter, which is the time you know of Passover and um, of uh, um, and as of the spring solstice. So, I, I think that there's no reason to believe that Festivus is ever going to die. In fact, I could see a time. When the world decides we're we're done with fighting over everything, and we all just come together in a kumbaya and decide that the only holiday we're celebrating in December is Festivus. So, one final question: Have you personally ever experienced a Festivus miracle? I think being on your show, and and the fact that I'm still doing this, how uh, long? 18 years. Is that it? 18 years after my book came out? I mean, isn't that a miracle? Who, I've, written, I've written articles. I've interviewed presidents. I've, I've written a book on the Food Network. I've, particip- I've been on the New Books Network. I've done a 1,000 things. I was in the documentary Bad Vegan. Um, I've been in 10 documentaries. But somehow, Festivus lasts forever for me, and that's a miracle. ¶¶
2: I'm Mike Rogers. Thanks for listening to Something Offbeat. This episode written and produced by Lauren Berry and Chris Blake. Audio editing by Brie Flores. Original music by Myron Kaplan and editorial support from Cooper Mall. To keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app or Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And, hey, listen, if you've got your own offbeat story that you think we should cover we should know about, let us know about it. Send it to us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com